So folks, you asked for it. We are going to break down the numbers. Last week we had Taylor on the show and we were talking about retiring early and all that great stuff. We had some money conversations, but all of you are like, all right, Zuber, let's talk about some cold, hard numbers. So I asked her to come back and she said, yes. How you doing, Taylor? What's going on? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me again. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for coming back. Thank you uh, for saying yes to some stranger on the internet. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, we're not strangers anymore. Now we are friends and mm -hmm. uh, the audience really loved your conversation, but a lot of people did ask, Michael, let's, let's get into some numbers. Yeah. Uh, so Taylor, uh, financially free, young age. I think the first thing I would ask in that situation is what is the family's monthly nut? Like what was the bar? What, what does the family spend a month that, that you had to get covered? Let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. So our annual expenses are about $80,000. So we knew that we needed to cover 80,000 at the bare minimum to be able to feel good enough to you know, retire and be work optional. So that was the bar that we set for ourselves. We need to be making at least 80K in cash flow to cover our base, base expenses. Okay. So 80K, that's what is that? Seven grand a month, roughly? Yeah. Something that's 84, like that. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so seven grand a month, and that's cash flow. Mm -hmm. uh, that's growth. That's, well, that have to be net, right? So taxes mm -hmm. would come out first. So, yep, okay. exactly. After everything. After everything. So, okay. So, so 80 grand a year. All right. So you get to that point. You obviously are financially free now. How does, how does that get made up? Is, is that like 50% mm -hmm. short-term rentals versus long-term? Is it side hustle income? You know, you don't have to be exact, but let's, let's rough it out for people. How, how did you, how did you yeah. get there? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we did besides just gaining that cash flow, and I'll tell you the percentages in a minute, was to create a really robust emergency fund. Um, oh. That was the very, very first thing that we wanted to do. We wanted to hit um, at least somewhere in the six month to a year range of emergency fund before we felt comfortable because things happen and you just never know. Um, nice. So that was the very, very first thing that we did was made sure that we had that set up, good to go. And if we needed to touch it, we we would and it would be fine. So then as far as the breakdown between our properties and any side, side hustles. So our properties are probably like, I would say about 90 to 95% of mm -hmm. our cash flow that's coming in and covering all of our expenses. I have okay. my content creation business where I do coaching and I work with brands. Um, and that's been growing over the last year-ish or so. Um, but that's really at this time only about five to 10%, depending on the month. Um, I would love for that to cover more and to sure. be able to increase uh, what, we, what we're bringing in in total. Very cool. The other thing that I always like to talk about, because again, you're, you're, I'm just going to say it how it is. You're young. Um, your lifestyle could still change, right? You could have another mm -hmm. kid, for example, right? That 80K may not be enough. You may jump bump mm -hmm. to 100. So have you looked out to the future and said, you know, because 80K may not always be enough. What, have you thought about that? Absolutely. And we definitely know that 80K will not be enough. It will not be enough for this year. Um, in 2023, we're like, okay, we got to get to the next amount because we know that as we grow like you said we're you know we're thinking about having another kid in the next year or so 
Um, we have some really big goals about what we want to do in the future. And in order to do that, we need to increase our cash flow. And so there's a couple ways that we're going to be doing that. One, we're going to be really, really leaning into my business, my content creation business, hopefully hiring employee number one this year. And then also increasing our investment portfolio. So we are, our goal this year is to add two more properties to our portfolio. Um, if I could, if I could have it my way, I would say let's add five this year. Um, so that, <laughs> so that's what we're focusing on is because ideally for us, we do want to increase our income every year. 80 was really kind of the like, this is the amount we need to hit so that we can leave our jobs and really focus on the things that we're enjoying in our life and that we want right. to continue to enjoy. And how can we grow and be bigger than that? And that's what we're focused on right now. Very cool. And again, when you talk about your portfolio today, is it a hundred percent short term? Is there midterm, long term? What what yeah. is the real estate portfolio look like today? So right now we are about 75% short-term rental, 25% long-term rental. I think as we continue to grow, we're going to grow our short-term portfolio first and use those to fund more long-term rentals along the way and be a little bit more diversified. So we'll probably end up being a little bit closer to 50-50 in the next five years. Um, but right now we're really focusing on getting that really intense cash flow while we're young. Let's build up all of these um, these safety nets for ourselves and get that chunk of chunk of change and pass passive income influence passive income coming <laughs> through that was a mouthful <laughs> there you go so if, if i were to tie our two conversations together from last week to this week really again this is my memory and interpretation right so step one for you on this financial journey was house hacking you and your husband basically did a duplex you took your living expenses from you know you cut them in half right at least or more that was a big step. Uh, then you went to out-of-state investing, kind of long-term, if memory serves. From there, you found the opportunity for short-term to increase the monthly cash flow, right? Less units, more cash flow. Uh, you got out of your duplex, right? You sold that. We thought about 1031. You didn't. You had a family goal of 80K. You got there with rentals, right? Kind of the bare minimum. You have a, a decent safety net you know, um, reserve account, whatever you want to call that emergency fund. And now you're like, okay, it's time to bear down on our brand, our content creation, our thing that will be probably expense driven the first year, but hopefully starts to be cash flow positive where you then could recycle that cash into real estate. Kind of feels like Grant Cardone at, you know, at the beginning, right. He was selling yeah. car sales, stuff mm -hmm. traveling all over doing that thing before the before social media but he always he always put his cash into real estate so sure. if i were to tie all our conversations to go that how's that for a summary yeah that's that's an excellent summary i don't know if i could have summed it up any better myself <laughs> and then you have goals for the next five years of growing real estate right real estate appears to be where your assets are going to be and also the dependable cash flow where the business the brand is something you'll be working on and growing for years to come. Uh, but you're really counting on real estate. You're basically counting on real estate to pay the bills uh, while you build on your passion. Is that fair? That is completely fair. And in my brain, I'm like, you know what? Everything is real estate. And so that leaves a lot of things open for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny to bring this up. But one of the things I did 
um, I want to be accurate. I think it was in 2019. I actually bought an office building in my investment market of Fresno, California, mm -hmm. and I staff it with wholesalers and agents and all of that. Um, so I, I get to write it off as a business expense. I get to get first right of refusal on deals. But yeah, again, everything I do is around real estate. I hope to have an office in the Silicon Valley at some point, except the price point's a little bit different. Uh, yep, but yeah, it's, it's all real estate. So uh, any other closing thoughts concept. on this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for anyone who is interested in replacing income, being work optional, retiring early, um, really work on those two big things. Having your backup plan in case, you know, emergencies happen, things come up, your car breaks down, have that emergency expense there for you and build towards whatever your goal amount is. And when you achieve financial freedom and you achieve early retirement, that doesn't have to be the end. It doesn't mean now you just like sit down in front of the TV and you do nothing forever. Um, right. You will continue that's to grow life. and expand. No, it's that's who wants that? That's no fun. <laughs> That's no fun. It's fun for like three days and you're like, yeah. I hate, I hate TV. I want to get out yeah. of here. <laughs> now I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored. Exactly. Well, Taylor, you have an amazing page. People need to follow it. What is it on Instagram? Absolutely. You can follow me at Taylor Coleman Adams. I do talk about all things real estate on there and my life as a person pursuing financial independence and growing. Yeah. Folks, if you do me a favor, you like this, you got any value of this, go follow her on Instagram and send her a DM saying, Hey, I found you from one rental at a time. Taylor, thank you so much. Thank you so much.